Hello, welcome to the Prescription Podcast. This podcast is being developed with the aim to keep the public informed with the relevant and updated health information. This podcast is hosted by me, Ian, a general surgeon working in Kuala Lumpur and... And I'm Zichin. I'm a gastroenterologist and a hepatologist working in Kuala Lumpur as well. Yep. Episode 4 today, we're moving on from the colon and on to the liver. The main focus actually is to talk about liver cancer. But before we dive into that, we would like to know what is cancer? Uh, what is what liver? What is liver? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I thought you going to throw me a hard question. Okay, what is liver? Liver is a very important organ, I guess. All organs are very important, but this is just one organ. It sits in the, if you draw the tummy, it's the upper right part of the tummy. Its functions are many. I think you can say mainly it does detoxification for the rest of the body. It also processes the food that is being absorbed by the intestine. It goes through the liver and from there it, it transforms food into storage material or it produces certain proteins, whether it's to fight uh, infections or whether it is to help transport things or for clotting, which is to stop bleeding, right? So that's just a rough idea what the liver is, right? Sounds very complex. Sounds very complex. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a very, very important organ. Yep. Not to say the rest are not important, but this liver holds a lot of functions, a lot of vital functions in the body. I think to what the lay people will be able to understand clearly is mainly a lot of detoxifying goes on in the liver. Yep. Yeah. So we want to talk about liver cancer today. I think before we dive into the statistics, we just want people to be a bit clear. There can be all sorts of cancer that goes on in the liver. But basically, very broadly, we can divide them to two cancers that come directly from the liver or cancers that come from other places and has spread to the liver. So the one that is directly from the liver, we call them primary liver cancers. Whereas if they come from other places and spread to the liver, those are secondary liver cancers or metastasis. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the incident, some numbers? And figures on... I thought, I thought you were doing do that, but okay, I'll, I'll do that. So, HCC, we say, or, or hepatocellular carcinoma, the most common primary liver cancer, is actually the number six leading cancer in the world. Okay, it's not the top, it's a six. However, it is, causes quite a bit of death in all the ten can, top 10 cancers, it's actually number two. So, globally, for every 100,000 people, there are 8.8 people who actually have, uh, I'm just going to call it HCC, okay? Hepatocellular carcinoma. Well, I think liver cancer is easier. Though. Okay, liver cancer. Right. All right, liver cancer. So some quick statistics for 2020, it's the all-time death rate is about 6.9%. It takes about 6.9% of the whole pie or chart. So I think what people usually want to know is, oh, liver cancer, Right? How does one get liver cancer? There's you so many risk factors, so yep. many reasons that can lead to li liver cancer. Yeah. Hmm. The commonest one, it is still what we call viral hepatitis, meaning the liver that has gone to an inflammation over a long time due to the presence of virus. For example, your hepatitis B hmm. or hepatitis C. Okay. So when this virus lives long in the body, 
it causes your liver to harden. And in the long run, the liver function may fail. So this still reports as the highest so far, especially in Malaysia, I think as high as 50% of the mm. liver cancer is right. due to yes. um, uh, hepatitis, viral hepatitis. Yeah, I think uh, people say, oh, virus, is it like the common cold? How do I... How does one catch hepatitis B or C? Oh, well, this is not like a viral, not like a common cold. Yep. It does not catch like a common cold. It is transmitted mm. through blood. Mm. Or the commonest route that's actually reported in Malaysia is by vertical transmission. What do you mean by vertical transmission? It means when transmission from mother to child during mm. birth. So the transmission occurs at birth during delivery. Right, okay. But this is less now in Malaysia. Yeah, it, yeah. it is definitely much lesser because in 1989, Malaysia has introduced a national vaccination program for hepatitis B. Yep. So one good news is it is actually preventable uh, for hepatitis B. Unlike hepatitis C, it is not preventable. Main transmission, it is still through blood, unprotected sexual activities, and another common one that's been reported in Malaysia is via the drug addicts, where if they share their needles, these are the common routes that has been reported. Mm. Yeah. So, public service announcement, make sure your kid gets vaccinated, hepatitis B especially, preventing a disease in the long run, that's one. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, hepatitis B can also be transmitted the same way as hepatitis C, but probably less common and less infective that way, correct? It can be transmitted. It is as infective, but however, because of the presence of vaccination, ah, yeah, okay. again, go back to vaccinations. Ah. Yeah. Vaccination protects you. Protection is always better than cure. Right? Yep, yep, yep. So, um, so that's a vaccination drive there? Uh, we are, we are. We are now on the COVID-19 vaccination drive, oh, right? Okay. So we are all in the vaccination. So this has been so long. Mm. It is a very, very safe vaccine. Mm. It is not a live vaccine. You do not get much. Um, mostly there are no side effects. Yep. And you should get your your child vaccinated. And if you're an adult and you're not vaccinated, you should actually get one yourself. Is three jabs okay. within six months. And there is actually a new one where you actually get it in two months. Yeah. Oh. So depending depending on what you want and there is actually an option. So if you're not sure whether as a child, somehow your immunization records are lost, you should what, what would one do to check if they are immunized against hepatitis B? Yeah, you can always go to your family doctor. Okay. Okay. To ask for a test on the hepatitis uh, status, mm -hmm. hepatitis B and C status. Yep. And also the hepatitis B antibody. Okay. Yeah. If the antibody is present, which means that you are immune towards the hepatitis B. Do some people need booster shots? They do. So it depends on your uptake of hepatitis B vaccine after completion of the three doses or the two doses, whichever that you opt for. If there is inadequate uptake or if there is no uptake noted, then mm. you will be advisable for a booster vaccine. Okay, so that kind of tells us uh, the causes and a little bit on prevention because if we know what causes it, we can prevent it. But what if someone has hepatitis B or C? What do they do? What should they do? So if you've been diagnosed to have hepatitis B, C, unfortunately, you have to see a doctor yeah, either a gastroenterologist or hepatologist, to get the right advice and to stage and to state which stage of hepatitis B you are in, mm. whether the virus is active or 
inactive in your body and to see if treatment is necessary for you. Yep. Right? Yeah. And also, if you're being diagnosed to have hepatitis B and C, there's always a screening program for liver cancer. Ah. Uh, because okay. since they are the biggest risk of uh, causing liver cancer in the long run, Uh, A scheduled screening procedure tailored suit to each individual in a customized manner will be recommended by the treating doctor. Yeah. So I think the clear message here is if, you know, one has hepatitis B or C, despite not having any symptoms, it's still important to go for checkup because there are sequelae from hepatitis B and C, which needs to be followed up in the long run. And uh, we're trying to basically make sure that we catch, if we do catch uh, cancer, we catch it early, yeah. correct? Yeah. Many a times, actually most of the time, you will have no symptoms. Yeah. You will not feel that you have, there's no aches and pains uh, when you are having an active hepatitis B infection, uh, when you're carrying the hepatitis B or C virus. Yep. Yeah. Just like any other type of cancer, basically most of the time, initially, no symptoms. There's no symptom. When there are symptoms, it is always too late. Yep. Yeah. Okay. If, Someone has hepatitis B and C and they go and, you know, so hepatitis B, they have their antivirals. Just put it very loosely as antivirals. I know there's a lot of different types of medication. Hepatitis C also has their own antivirals. They are direct antiviral agents. Uh, But let's not go into that. So they have their treatment. It needs to be monitored. But when does someone start screening for liver cancer when they have hepatitis B or C? So generally, the rule of thumb for hepatitis B, there's actually very good recommendations all over the world. If you have a family history of liver cancer, we will start screening right at the time when we first see you. And usually it's every six months, you will need an ultrasound of the liver to look for any new nodules, lumps and bumps, right? Mm. If you do not have a family history, for male and for female, they're different. For male, we'll usually start earlier at 40 years old. And for female, we'll start at 50 years old. These are Mm. for people without family history of liver cancer. Otherwise, for hepatitis C, we will start screening for liver cancer when the liver has shown um, some signs of hardening. Okay. How How do people detect that the liver has some signs of hardening? Well, you see our doctors... They will do the necessary test and the scan to decide if the liver has any hardening or not. There are also different stages as well. Yeah. So basically, at some point of time, the doctor has to do a scan, right? Yes. There's no magic crystal ball. No There's sp- no magic crystal ball. You will never feel it. You will never be able to feel it in the very early stage if there is anything growing in the liver. Like we mentioned earlier, the moment when you have symptoms and you start feeling pain and the other symptom that's commonly uh, how patients present mm. is um, feeling of lethargy, feeling of uh, what we call jaundice. That means yellow, yellow discolorations yep. of the skin, of the eyes. Uh, those are very late signs. Mm. Okay, I hope that's clear. So I think let me try to summarize as best as possible. The top two leading causes at this point of time for liver cancer. Actually, there are two more. But we're not talking about it this episode. So let's just talk about hepatitis B and C. And uh, we talked a little bit about how it's being transmitted. Hepatitis B usually from mother to child, whereas hepatitis C is more by blood, whether through sharing needle, uh, whether it is by sexual transmission, to a certain extent, tattooing, 
needles. Yeah, that's well, it's cleaner these days, but there was at point yeah. of time, it was this a risk days, factor. Yeah, there was a risk factor if you have probably gotten your tattoo um, in an unregistered place. Yeah, yeah. not procedure was not done under sterile method yep. and probably there were sharing of needles, incidents of sharing of needles happening yeah. at okay. that place where yeah. you get your tattoo. Yeah, so, okay, so those two things and then I guess because most of the time having hepatitis B or C is not evident initially, that's why it's important to do a general screening. I think back to again screening, it's important when you go for health checkup, they check for all these things and you detect it early. I think that is another whole big topic to talk about when to screen. But anyway, basically, yeah, it's good to have a, a regular doctor where you can check all these things and hence they can screen early. And if one is diagnosed with hepatitis B or C, they need to be followed up regularly where they need to be on medication. And even despite on medication, they still need to be followed up to make sure that the liver does not develop cancer. That's generally what we've been talking about, correct? Yes, that's what we've been trying to pass the message across. Coming back to screening, you know, that's really, really very important because if you do not check for hepatitis B and C, which is something really preventable and there's cure these days for hepatitis C, Even for hepatitis B, if we can control it very, very well, bring down the number of virus and whatnot, we reduces the risk tremendously Mm. on development of uh, liver cancer. So this is something that is worth screening. The earlier that it's being detected, the better it is. The outcome is better. And really want to stress on those who were born before 1989 because 1989 is the year where we start our national screening program, national vaccination program, right? So, you know, like you and I, we have... We did have, right? Have this B vaccine, but it's not the compulsory national vaccination Ah, program. So some may have it, some don't have it. So we do see the people in 40s, Mm. they still do come with diagnosis of liver cancer and also hepatitis B and not being known to have, right? Mm. So those who are younger, uh, who were born after 1989, most of them would have gotten their vaccination. But it is always good to check again, you know, the antibody, the presence of antibody, whether it is being taken up or is not there or is there. If it's not there, you know, it's always good to, to speak to the doctor whether you need to revaccinate or you need a booster dose. Yeah. Right? So, in summary, go for your yearly checkup, get screened. One of the things that you need to probably screen besides high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, uh, these are probably one of the things, especially if you are above 30, 40, okay, 40, yeah. Because 1989, right? I was just calculating backwards, but yeah, okay, 40. I think if you go to your regular doctor, they probably will figure out and they'll do a full screening panel. Yep, okay. I think yeah, that's thanks. all we're going to cover today for now in this episode. The next round, we will talk a little bit about fatty liver. Yeah, we'll talk about other alcohol. risk factors yeah. that can cause liver cancer. Yeah, and we'll probably talk a little bit about treatment in the subsequent episodes as well. Yeah, yeah. it will be a continuation of uh, from today's topic. Yeah. So thank you for listening in this time. If you have any questions, please email us at prescriptionpod.com. P-R-E-S-C-R-I-P-T-I-O-N-P-O-D at gmail.com. Till then, see you. Yep, hope this was helpful. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.